0: And hello there, everyone. And, and good course, morning to Charlie. my
1: friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wave it. I know, love it. I love it. Uh, Are we being a little too friendly here? Are you going to hit me again or something? Uh,
1: No, no, (laughs) no, no. no, no. I'm too far away to hit you. That's right.
2: When I used to sit beside (laughs) you in the studio, every once in a while i get a kick in the (laughs) ankle. Well, or an elbow to the ribs or something. exactly. Well, there you go. Uh, By the way... Come on, uh, you
1: answered the phone one time on air. I think you deserved that elbow (laughs) to the ribs. I did,
2: (laughs) too. Yeah, you're right. So don't make it sound like
1: I'm the bad guy (laughs) here. I mean, seriously.
2: All right. All right. Uh, Franklin Proctor here. Mm -hmm. Yes, My the uh, sous chef of the garden, under undergardener. <laughs> and uh, a couple of little notes I have to pass along every week here. Um, the phone numbers. Yes. Number one, okay. That's your job. All right. In Toronto. Jeez. <laughs> in <laughs> Toronto, 416-360-0740. Then anywhere in the province. It is 740 1-866-740-4740. Then... Um, Oh, yeah. If, uh, if you... Uh, oh, please. The mantra. The little mantra. Call early, call often. One question per call. And if you are a first-time caller, please let uh, Sebastian know, and he'll pass the word on to me. And then when you get to the air...
1: Woo, get, you get your, your garden wings. socks knocked off. That's anyway. right. And you get wings along the way. Uh, well, Garden go. wings. Yeah. So you can be like a drone and hover above. <laughs> so what's cooking? <clears throat> All what's right. Happening? Tomorrow, if, for those of you that want to get into plants... Remember, spring is coming. Ah. You know, days have noticeably gotten...
2: Feb 2nd, Groundhog Day, not that far away.
1: That's absolutely true. And I've got something to say about Feb 2nd in a minute. Okay. But first... For those of you who'd like to, you know, think about the garden and get starting to think about getting dirty. Tomorrow, the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society will be meeting at the Toronto Botanical Garden, which is 777 Lawrence Avenue East mm-hmm. in the large hall. So that's the floral hall down in the basement. They meet at one o'clock in the afternoon and the speaker starts at one thirty. Tomorrow's speaker is Marion Jarvie. She really doesn't need an introduction. For those of you who are who are avid gardeners in the Toronto area, you'll know Marion she has a lovely property in Thornhill. She's a well-known speaker and educator, mm-hmm. and she opens her garden a couple of times a year and even takes students into her oh, garden that nice. to learn how to prune and to learn yeah, how yeah. to do certain things. So she's, uh, she's great and lots to learn from her. <clears throat> but I do want to just share with you my week, a little week in review. Oh, goody. Okay. I've had a rather busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think I've told you before about Landscape Ontario has a annual trade show, and it's yeah. called L- L- LO Congress at the Congress Centre. So I had a job there. I was moderating on a stage called the Green Live Stage every day. So I was moderating uh, presenters who were presenting about live plants, mm. uh, particularly trees. And so that kept me busy uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That was sort of an all-day thing. I was on the stage making things happen, and, and it was fun. It was And some great, great speakers. Like, yeah, you're even, usually so shy, too. I it? know, exactly. <laughs> it's like... I'm like the perfect person to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had said to me at one point, you're really good at this. I was like, I think I'm kind of a natural. Give me a microphone and I'm happy. Big (laughs) hand bone. Exactly. (laughs) You are. You are. But even one of my professors from University of Guelph was one of the presenters. I mean, he's like 85 years old now. Oh, really? (laughs) You know, Professor Emeritus, Dr. Glenn Loomis. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Then, of course, the new winter semester has started Uh at the college level. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, off to college. Mm -hmm. Durham College where I'm teaching the first year students um, introduction to soil science and the second year students nursery operations and management. So that of course again kept me running around. And starting this Tuesday, I'll be uh, st- um, teaching at Humber College in the evenings as part of the continuing Ed department, and that's a course called greenhouse operations and plant materials. Uh, so for anybody who wants to come, do an evening Join class, in? wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that's a, if you're at you know it's the North Campus. Humber North Campus in Rexdale. Um, that's a six thirty to nine thirty every Tuesday, starting this Tuesday. What a, you know for people who have made a resolution to get yeah. get doing something interesting
2: mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. new year, mm-hmm. that would be perfect.
1: It would be, and it's such a great group. Usually, yeah. it's such a mixed group. You know, I get so many hobby gardeners. I get students who are hoping to you know really get into the industry. I get all kinds of yeah, professionals. Do you have an idea the
2: cost? Just mm. going.
1: No, but I think continuing ed courses they are a couple hundred bucks, maybe yeah. two hundred, three hundred dollars. Okay, and but there's well no worth it. tax. Book required, there's no yep. extras that, uh, oh, other than you your, your course uh, tuition. Good. And it's part of a, a certificate in uh-huh. horticulture. There's four courses, and I teach one of them. Um, and then on the side, I had a gang of painters oh my God. painting the inside oh. of my house <laughs> top to bottom. <gasps> oh. Oh, <geez. laughs> so, of course, every day it was like, all right, mm. take everything out of that closet, put it into that oh. closet. Like, it was like and shuffle. And dust all over the place oh, don't even talk oh. about the dust oh, oh. and the poor cats are so stressed they're like what is going on so spent a lot of time like keeping the cats as calm as I can and oh my goodness it's wow. been a fun week
2: wow 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 yeah. well look at yeah, we here are. you are My, in the studio. Little <laughs> Frankie's here to support you. Yes, thank you. If you fall over, I'll prop yep, you back up.
1: Please. <laughs> okay.
2: But we've got to take a break because we've got a chap hanging on the line there from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Jim he's yes. going to be joining us very shortly. So we've got to clear the decks and make sure we can do that here on Zoomer Radio. As it's a garden show as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village
0: change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer
2: radio okay jim hang in there we're coming to you but i wanted to get the numbers on the air because hey this time of year it's a little slow and you know folks just you know are maybe a little reluctant
1: to call in at the moment well, All maybe right. they're still this, fast asleep on that, this cold winter's morning. Man,
2: has it been cold. Okay, phone numbers again, 416 And then anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, And with that thought in mind, Jim, are you dropping a dime uh, to make this phone call here? <laughs> Hi, Jim.
3: Hi, good morning. Happy good, New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year
1: to you, too. To you, too.
3: Charlie, first, late fall you talked about longwood gardens here in the yes. Philadelphia suburbs having a dahlia show it right. was great
1: oh you went just, Ooh, you're oh so
3: lucky. i was me and the wife it was spectacular they're, just to know that they're all dahlias so many different array of colors the shape i know the textures of the flowers
1: and you're going to yeah, tell me what's going on at longwood right now
3: uh, they just wrapped up Christmas, and they'll go into uh, some form of winter. I think it's going to be a winter lights and poinsettia as they go next, but they just wrapped up their Christmas show, and it was really nice.
1: Oh, so you're uh, that close. Hey, eh? you go along with that often?
3: Oh, yeah, I'm... Fifteen minutes away from it, members. Oh, yeah. So yeah, really nice.
1: So, okay, yeah. just so you know, I did get an email via something telling me about the Orchid Extravaganza starts January nineteenth, runs till March twenty fourth at Longwood Gardens. Now, where is Longwood Gardens? Just outside Philadelphia.
3: Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, about <laughs> about Forty-five minutes outside, uh-huh. um, and in our region, Charlie, I just learned this year within thirty minutes. Thirty miles of Philadelphia, or thirty gardens—the new thing they're promoting. Okay. Something you should run a trip down here. I and would have a love time. to. Oh, there you go.
2: That's a great idea. Mm. So,
1: thirty gardens all within thirty miles of Philadelphia.
2: Cool oh, what about oh, doing yeah. a remote? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frank yeah.
1: and I'll come down. We'll yeah. do the, we'll do the show. I'm going to scribble a little <laughs> note on fun. that. That
3: sounds great. great. So I'm calling about. I want to uh, my normal my garden right now is a normal rectangular shape with a fence around it. Mm -hmm. We just fenced the full yard, so I'm pulling the fence off the garden, Mm -hmm. and I can expand it amongst the flowers and everything, amongst the flowers and the other plantings. I want to get some areas. I need to know what has to be moved each year. What veg has to be moved? Like tomatoes. Oh. My, I have a bigger list of things that can stay. Peppers can go in the same place. I believe eggplant can go in the same place.
1: No, not really. Because you got to remember. Okay. See, that's t- what I'm asking. Yeah. You, Honestly, just as a rule of thumb, assume that your your whole garden should rotate every year. Your vegetable garden, mm-hmm. um, and this particularly, what what sort of a lot of people find the easiest way to do this is they work with the families. So eggplant peppers and tomato are all the same family. So when you've planted them in a certain area of your garden, as a group, they should all move to a different quadrant the next year. For example, your peas and beans are all the legumes. They're another family, so they can swing into where the eggplant and tomato were. And then if you're planting things like um, cabbages or kale or broccoli or any of those kinds of plants again that's another family the brassicas and they would swing into where you just moved all your legumes from mm-hmm. so you just kind of do this whole little round in a it you it, it can do it in quadrants or circle or however it works in your garden best
3: and that's what i thought for years mm-hmm. but a local expert on the radio here mm-hmm. had something different to say so hmm
1: mm-hmm. okay okay no and what did like, that person have to say right. that just just move your tomatoes and leave everything else where it is
3: yeah, I was encouraging people, oh, if you wanted to plant things in the same place you could, just make sure you move tomatoes and cucumbers. Oh, I never heard that. Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, for a lot of people, it's very hard to do a rotation because we just don't have that much garden. And tomatoes are the number yeah. one vegetable, so that's the one that we're always going to grow, yeah. and that's the one that's so hard to move. And yet what we find, and I certainly know from experience, maybe you do as well, first couple of years, great tomato crop. By the fourth or fifth year, eh, tomatoes aren't so... You know, prolific. Yeah. The size isn't as good. The flavor isn't as good. And so, tomatoes. You know, we, we really see a decline if we keep putting them in the same spot. Um, other vegetables, yeah. I mean, the one thing I would I believe that you don't need to rotate our garlic. You can plant garlic in the same spot every year and get the same <clears throat> same quality oh, I crop. Love garlic. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so that's the one. And maybe even onions. Again, as part of that family, can can kind of stay in the same spot season after season. But generally, I would <clears throat> keep moving. Th- things. things.
3: That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Hey, hey Jim,
1: nice you. of you to check in. And, um, uh, yes, I look forward to visiting Longwood sometime soon. And the orchid show looks pretty cool, but it's coming up. So put that on your list. <laughs> Thanks, Jim.
2: And, uh, you are listening to the, uh, garden show with Charlie Dobbin and yours truly Frank Proctor. you know, uh, we've yeah. talked ourselves into our first break actually. So we're going to take a little break here, here. Are a couple of our, uh, uh, wonderful sponsors come on and extol their virtues. Uh, Meantime, we'll come back and say hi to Helen and Dawn in just
0: a moment here on The Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, back to the phone lines we go. And there is Helen in
2: Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi, Helen.
4: Hello. Good morning. Hello. I have an unusual question. Mm-hmm. I would like to know if you can give me some addresses for the, uh, you know, the flower uh, catalogs they send out.
1: For seeds, for example, you mean, or oh, stoke for seeds, possibly? To, Sorry. A plant in the garden. Um, okay, so catalogs that are, that still exist, because, of course, so much is online now, but the the um, glossy magazines with beautiful pictures in them are typically for seed suppliers. Oh, I see. Ordering seeds for starting mm-hmm. either direct seeding into the garden. Some flowers, like sweet peas, we would just put, or nasturtiums, we would just put the seeds directly into the soil. Uh, or starting them indoors in the case of, say, tomatoes and, and that sort of thing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay. But you're in Toronto, so you can always just do what so many people do, which is when you're out grocery shopping and you're you know, walking past one of those little corner convenience stores that has flowers spilling out onto the sidewalk, you just impulsively pick something up for yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well,
4: I, I'm too old to get a anything on the computer. I can't use
1: it. No, that's fine. And I think if you're in a lot of shade, that might be one of your your limiting factors. So no. just whatever oh. you're falling in love with, just make sure that it's going to be tolerant of your conditions. Oh,
4: thank you so
1: much. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining happy us, Happy Helen. New Year.
2: Yeah, all the very best to you. Yeah. Uh, off to uh, Welland now. There is Don on the line. Good morning, Don. Welcome to the show.
5: Good morning, you two. Good morning. Hope you're having a good day.
1: You Excellent. Bet.
5: Charlie, um have a question for you uh some time ago uh, on your program a lady called up and she had these shoots coming up in different places in her lawn
6: mm-hmm. we
5: have we have the same thing you were going to research uh, what it was um we had a locust tree and it was either a black locust or a honey locust
1: it's probably a black locust
5: black locust it um it bloomed in uh in yeah. the summer. Yeah. Nice, nice flowers on it.
1: That's a black locust. Very locus. frequent. Yeah.
5: That was a black locust. Yeah. Okay, yeah. black. <clears throat> um, now, we had the tree removed because it was hollow in the center, mm-hmm. so they cut it down ground level. Now, what we have, we have these shoots mm-hmm. coming up all over our lawn, mm-hmm. both sides of the fence, and they're even coming up through our low-level deck.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, oh, that's a hard one
5: and i've i've dug them out when they appear i've dug them out and they they keep coming back i don't know if it's the same ones or new ones that are popping up and i'm i'm just wondering is there any fix or...
1: So, um, So, I mean, ultimately it will sort itself out, but what's happening there is, when the tree was cut down, of course the roots are still there under the ground, correct? and there's a lot of energy stored in those roots in the form of carbohydrate. So that, even though there's nothing above ground, there's still all that potential energy below ground. And what happens, because black locust is a native tree, it's a very vigorous tree, it it's sending little sprouts or suckers off the, off the roots underground. And as soon as they get their little noses poked up through the lawn or up uh, mm-hmm. under the deck and a little bit of sunlight hits that little shoot, suddenly now we're photosynthesizing. Now we're making more energy for ourselves. And so we really start to grow. And that's the challenge. Um, how far away is that stump from your home?
5: Um, I would say 30 feet 30 30 Mm. to 40 feet.
1: Because you would be in, in a good position to use something called stump remover. And stump remover is designed for just this kind of a situation. Uh, it is typically sold as a, almost like a crystal or a powder form. Mm-hmm. And you take a big dr- a drill with a large bit and you drill some holes into your stump and you pour these crystals. It's actually potassium nitrate into the holes. And you can, um, it will, the, the salt and the potassium nitrate Works to kill that the roots, kill that plant. Um, you can speed up the process by following the instructions, and it'll tell you to pour some kerosene into those holes and actually l- smolder burn wow. the, the stump. If you're far enough away from <laughs> mm-hmm. wall, you know fences and, and buildings. Um, bottom line, just getting that salt into that stump will will poison the tree basically and slow down all that vigor. Um, in the meantime, all you can do is keep mowing your lawn and taking that you know the heads off those locusts. Yeah, but if it's
2: coming underneath
1: the porch, that's a tough one. That's
2: a tough one, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Now, you could also, in the case of the deck, um, go to your local uh, garden center and you can pick up Roundup or Home Depot, whatever. You can buy Roundup. It is sold for... um, Toxic for plants that are very problematic. Poison ivy being a good example. Mm-hmm. In your case, your black locust is obviously problematic. So you'd be certainly, I think, legitimate to use that Roundup and you could spray as the little green shoots start to show between the boards of your deck. You've got your Roundup ready and you, as long as you can spray the Roundup onto the green leaves, you okay. can kill that shoot. So that'll, you know, turn yellow and wither down Mm -hmm. again, more could come up. So you're going to have to stay on top of this spraying between the boards and not allow any green to grow. I see. Yeah, it's, okay, it's going to take. A, it's, gonna, it's not going to be magic overnight. Nope. It is going to take a few years. Uh, eventually, that the the roots will die right? because uh, see the in the soil you've got all the fungus and all the little bacteria and microorganisms and they're seriously working to chew up those roots. So they're doing their job to to kill and decompose the roots as well. Mm-hmm. As long as we don't allow any green growth to come up off those roots, it will be a, just a process of it slowing slowly dying. Down and disappearing.
5: Okay, where that where the stump was, mm-hmm. um, I, I planted a decorative grass. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to remove that. Yeah. When you... when I dug to plant the decorative grass, mm-hmm. I, I believe it was forester mm-hmm. grass. Um, I I come upon the the root, mm-hmm. the, the big root. It almost looked like a railroad tie. Yeah. Wow. Square. It's uh, been there for a long time. That tree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't remove it. I tried to hack it out, cut yeah. it out, um, power saws and everything. Yeah, else, yeah. and it was just so hard.
1: Wow, it was like wow. a
5: real hardwood. Huh. Um, it's a so pretty. It's still su- under the ground. Um, <clears> throat> and, throat> oh, and that's the area that I'd have to go to put that chemical in there.
1: Likely, yeah. Well, you get
2: a drill with a large bit, I yep. uh, would think, yeah. hey, and just drill a big, big hole, the biggest you can do.
1: And and Dawn, recognize that this might be a bigger project than you can do on your own. So this might be a situation where you want to call some help. Whether. Uh, actually, the first place I would look for some information, it would be from the International Society of Arboriculture. So you've got the arborist, the tree expert, mm-hmm. who will come onto your property and give you some advice on what they can do to help you eliminate this problem. The advice costs nothing. The Doing the work will, but they'll obviously give you a quote on what they would charge to do that. Yeah.
5: Now, is this... Uh is this an ongoing problem year after year after year? And for how many years will I experience <clears throat> this if I do nothing other than well, pull you, up the shoots and put some roundup over the ones on the deck?
1: Uh, it's going to take a number of years. Uh, but, y- yeah, like seriously, if you can control any of those suckers from actually surviving Mm -hmm. and not end up in a forest of black locusts, Mm -hmm. which is what would happen naturally in the forest. Like if you were if your home wasn't there and this was still forest and a lightning had struck and the big mother tree had fallen yeah. down, all kinds of little babies would have come up. And that would have become a real grove, a black forest grove. And that's very, very natural and normal. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to control that from happening. Yeah. Um, so to, to stay on top of it, uh, it's going to, I couldn't tell you for sure how many years, but it, it isn't going to be an instant fix. It will take a number of years.
5: Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time and your expertise.
1: My pleasure. Okay. Good luck with okay. that. Let Thanks, us know Frank. how it goes. Yeah, Thank you, Don. That's yeah. a tough one.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Have a, have a good weekend and, well, the rest of the year, too, come to think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're listening to The Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, and, of course, in downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM. Uh, Yes.
1: Oh, I just wanted to say um, when we were speaking with Jim Mm -hmm. from you know Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, and he mentioned Longwood Gardens, which I am you know sort of salivating to visit someday. uh, It just reminded me because of the orchid show that they are having (laughs) that we have right here in in the Toronto area. Yes. huge extravaganza, the Southern Ontario Orchid Society puts on an annual orchid show every single year, and it's usually right around Valentine's Day. So uh, this year it is the weekend of February 9th and 10th, and it is a gorgeous show. It smells great, it looks great. Well, I Uh, was
2: with you the last time around. uh, Well,
1: you know, actually, I think you not the last time.
2: No, you're right. Time before last. The
1: last time around, uh, I think Sean James was here filling in for you because Mm -hmm. you were off on some, you know,
2: Some exotic vacation. Exactly, exactly.
1: Trotting around the world. (laughs) And I was here with Sean James filling in, and he and I went to the show. Uh And I actually brought home a little funky little orchid, which is happily growing, and it's actually just going to start flowering, that I picked up at the show. So there's orchids for sale, there's experts to help you. There's Inga all, and Peter Poot, yeah, who used to your be my buddies. neighbors up
2: in Good, Goodwood many, many years ago. Yeah,
1: they usually put together yeah. quite a beautiful exhibit, yeah. and there's speakers, and I think to me one of the best things that's there is there's all the accoutrement. So there's pots, and there's potting everything you Absolutely, and there's tons and tons of orchids for sale. So just put that on your calendar if you can, February 9th and 10th, at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. And the week before, here on the Show show February 2nd. Mm -hmm. Terry Kennedy will be joining us for the entire show. She is an orchid expert. She's the one who has a a company called our hobby gone wild. Oh, right. Because her yeah. and her husband Great started, yeah. you know, yeah. choosing, eh, growing a few orchids and before you knew it they had to boom sell their house and buy a bigger one and then they had to build a greenhouse and, Holy you know, cow. before yeah. you know it they have a lot of orchids. Success personified, mm-hmm. huh? So, Terry is uh, just, she's an orchid person so if you've got orchid questions, hold them in, just write them down and hold them till that February the 2nd because Terry would love to hear from you when she's here on The Garden Show. Okay.
2: Uh, back to our phone lines here in the meantime. Mary Mary in Etobicoke on the line. Good morning, Mary.
4: Hello. Hello. Hi there. Yes, um, I have some grow lamps, Mm -hmm. and I want to start planting something for my garden in the summertime. Nice. Uh, I do have some delphinium seeds, but I haven't any other seeds, not yet anyway. Mm -hmm. I haven't made any selection but when shall I start growing the delphinium seeds with the grow lamp? How,
1: how how long ago did you did you buy the delphinium seeds or did you collect them? Uh,
4: I took them off my plants in the garden. Uh,
1: this, this past summer. Last summer. Oh, okay. Too late? Is N- too late for them? Or? Uh, no, likely not. Uh, you know what though? I'm gonna just double check. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know, like um, I have
4: two two. Pots with like with the grow lamps on, and so I I'm going to purchase some other seeds for for the ones that I don't know what ones to look for.
1: So these are um, so help me understand the the lamps that you have. Okay, they're the bulbs you buy the yeah, bulbs, yeah.
4: and we have two. Well, we have two large glass aquariums which are not used for for the mm-hmm. fish at all, mm-hmm. and so we I bought some potting soil. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to line them with the potting soil, and I'm putting the, the lamps on, the grow lamps, they fit on top perfectly, so that's what I'm going to use. Oh, good idea. But, but I, just need, uh, I just need some, se- yeah, <laughs> some yeah. seeds to put in, and I don't really know what to uh, grow. Uh, okay well or get started for so I can put them in the garden. But
1: it's fun to like you said, you know, collect your mm-hmm. own seed and you know what delphiniums look like and you mm-hmm. know so you now you've got the seed. So assuming that you collected the seed when it was mature, you've kept the seed dry and dark up to uh-huh. this point. Um, on a quick scan here on the web, it indicates that Delphinium seeds should be sown indoors, so into your aquariums, into your seed starting mix, as opposed to just a straight potting soil. Get seed starting mix. Moisten that soil or soilless mix because Uh it's dry in the bag. Make sure it's Mm. nice and moist. It says sow the seeds indoors 8 to 10 weeks before the last spring frost. So we usually assume that's May 24th here in the Toronto area. So back yourself 8 to 10 weeks back before that, and that's when you would sow those seeds you're going to sow those seeds just just below well, what I would do is I'd sprinkle them on the surface of my my seed starting mix and then I'd sprinkle a little bit of mix on top of that and then I would keep them moist with a spritzer no pouring in of a watering can because you want those seeds just under the surface just an eighth of an inch below surface and keep the soil moist regular room temperature and you should expect to see the seedlings germinate and emerge above ground three to four weeks later oh after sowing Okay. Oh, okay. There you are. There's oh, everything. <laughs> everything. Now,
4: now how know. about the other aquarium? <laughs> well, it depends what, what, what you want to grow. Do you suggest any other seeds for me to purchase to put in there?
1: Well, it depends what you like. I mean, if you, if you like your flowers and you've got lots of sun in your garden, then it's... There's
4: a fair amount of sun, yes.
1: Then and it's also a question whether you would want to grow perennial flowers or annual flowers. If you are growing some of the annuals, many of the annual flowers are, are we get them going now. So if, if you're interested in geraniums or petunias or begonias, well, um, tell me, would there be any uh, for a vegetable of any sort? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, tomatoes. Like what
4: what type of vegetable could I begin indoors?
1: Oh well, the ones that we don't direct seed outdoors, so cucumbers, peppers, eggplants, tomatoes. Um, what else sort of comes to mind? Generally, we we direct seed all our peas and beans directly outside corn goes straight outside any of that stuff we, we don't start indoors because it grows so fast and it doesn't okay rain. cool and so
4: i wouldn't start any tomato plants i guess yeah sure
1: tomatoes absolutely start them indoors in your aquarium and when you buy the tomato seeds they they'll be very clear instructions on the package so uh-huh. follow those instructions to the letter and you should be successful
4: Oh, all right. I will give that a try. I just don't want to waste all this in the basement with the I know, Leave you. them empty until next year. I want to do something with it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: And the tomato don't get don't be um, planting tomato seeds too early. Otherwise, the plants will be way too big. <laughs> before okay. When you-
4: when would I you suggest me put the tomato seeds in?
1: I would probably do the tomatoes about the same time as the delphinium, so eight to ten weeks before that last sp- last frost. So. Oh. Okay. Um March, so it might be march i yeah do it, do a mm-hmm. count back on the calendar.
4: Okay, I can certainly do that. All
1: mm-hmm. right. Well, good okay. luck with
2: all of that, Mary. Yes,
1: okay. indeed. Well, well thank you. you so very much. Our <laughs> pleasure. Thank you. Know, Beth. Bye. Nice Bye. to hear people getting excited about yeah. getting dirty.
2: Well, you yeah. know, spring is coming. You know And what? so is another call very shortly. We're going to be talking to Joseph in Wasaga Beach, but we have to take a little bit of a break right here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto
6: daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins,
4: dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet
0: williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty. Joseph, just
2: hang tight for just a moment. Uh, Charlie wanted to get something on the air here quickly.
1: I just want to share with you an email that I received from one of our many fans. Well, dear Charlie and Frank... I'm a huge fan from all the way in Southern California! Where did I go? I haven't seen a podcast in a couple of weeks. So I wanted to see if you were just out for the New Year holiday or if there's a change to the show. Thank you and Happy New Year from John Kim. Thank you very much, John. And no, no change to the show, but he did send this last Wednesday and it usually takes till about Wednesday for the show to be posted. Mm-hmm. So um, I did check. On the AM740 website, go to podcasts, go to the Garden Show. The January 5th show, so last week's January 5th, probably was posted Rick, right as he was sending Uh, this note. So that one's fine. The one just before Christmas, December 22nd, is there. It's the December 29th that isn't there. But we were here. We did a show. Uh, So I'm going to follow up, and I let uh, John know via email that I will follow up and find the December 29th show and make sure that that gets posted as well. Because... We, you know, the podcast is, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the podcast is amazing. Am I blowing my own horn or what? <laughs> um, but podcasts are so much the trend right now. Yeah. So many people are downloading podcasts for when they're driving or remember Jim from well, Philadelphia. He yeah. told us he listens to us on the train because yeah. he well, rides particularly train. Particularly when
2: you've got some advice that takes a long time to go through with a whole lot of, you know, ins and outs people can sit at home and go, Oh, that's okay. I or can hear it notes, again. Make notes. Sure. Or
1: stop, start, rewind. Yep. I mean it's yeah. just like listening it's to a great, tape. Yeah. Great deal. Yep, yep. So so podcasts are a, a super popular thing for a reason. There's some really good ones out there. Alrighty. Anyway. Now
2: back to poor Joseph who's hanging on the line there from Osaga Beach. Hi Joseph, welcome to the show.
6: Yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Charlie, I have a question for you.
1: Mm. Uh,
6: I have a approximately four-year-old uh, trumpet vine, uh, jasmine, I think it's called.
1: Is this inside uh, or outside? No,
6: it's, it's outside in the garden. Oh. And it's approximately four years old, mm-hmm. and it has not flowered as yet.
1: Okay, so Uh, trumpet vine is trumpet-shaped flowers, usually orange or yellow or red.
6: Yeah, this is the 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 tag on the on the plant shows like a pink pink uh, trumpet-type vine flower.
1: Okay, and do you still have the tag? Is it in front of you? Uh, Yes, it is. Can you? Is the proper name on that tag somewhere? Well, it's uh, the name is Indian
6: Summer Trumpet Vine, Jasmine. The Virginia Indian Summer.
1: Okay, what was the before Virginia? What was the word?
6: Uh, so just
1: spell it if you want.
6: Uh, v i r g i n i e. Mm.
1: Mm. Hmm. Okay, uh, I gotta have to look at it. It, up.
6: it has it has a tremendous growth. It,
1: it's
6: <laughs> it's uh, I, I've pruned it two or three times already, and uh, it, it's growing up against a chain link fence. And, and it's a beautiful growing plant. It's growing vigorously, but no flowers.
1: Oh. Uh, it is, yep, it is a trumpet vine. Like a, the traditional, it's called Campsis... Taglia Bwana Indian Summer. So, yes, indeed. It is a very, very vigorous plant. It's an award-winning plant. It's a self-clinger, uh, yeah. so, and it's on the fence. So I'm glad you put it on the fence and not your house.
6: No, it's on the fence, and it's grappling... Nicely all along the
1: fence. Yeah, and because I was going to say, if you put that on your house, you're you're going to kick yourself in five or yeah, ten years because yeah, it'll just know, take over, over your really house. Over. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, gorgeous. But that's the problem with happy vines; tend to be so vigorous that they just yeah. you know envelop the house, cover the windows. I mean, you just can't do anything. So let's just have a quick uh, trellis fence. Is it in lots of sun?
6: It's um, mostly sun. Yes. Okay. Very little shade.
1: Um, it says clinging stems quickly reach 10 to 15 feet Um, erosion, ground cover mass planting. So um, because this is usually not a hard plant to um, grow whatsoever. But it it might just be an establishment thing because I do know uh, other situations where trumpet vines are planted, they're very happy, they're growing vigorously, but there's not a lot of flowers initially. So two things. One is do not fertilize. No fertilizer whatsoever. Oh,
6: no fertilizer. Yeah,
1: because if you're fertilizing. You might be just encouraging a lot of green growth, and uh, uh, and if it's anywhere near the lawn, if there is there, is it a garden that's quite separate from the lawn?
6: No, it's it's uh, it's about a foot away from the lawn.
1: Okay, so do you fertilize your lawn?
6: Uh, yes, I
1: do. All right, so now you got to be really careful to not get any lawn fertilizer anywhere near this plant. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Because remember, what? A lawn fertilizer is all about leaves, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. your lawn fertilizer could be encouraging all those yeah. leaves. So, so try and keep all fertilizers away. Only water as required, and frankly, that if anything, kind of be a bit of a hard person like, you know, tough love on this plant. So let it Let it kind of suffer a bit if it gets really hot and dry. Let it dry out. Let it even get a little bit limp before you rush in there with some water. And just that that little bit of stress that's going to happen on a hot summer. Could some flowers? Often often will cause flowering, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. because you're probably just taking too good a care of it. You're watering it, you're fertilizing it, and it's happy to grow all these leaves. So now stress it a bit, and I think you'll find you'll slow down that growth a bit, and when it does grow, it'll pop flowers. Okay.
6: That sounds like good advice. All right. (laughs) Well, you
1: let us know how that goes. Yes, thank
2: you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Joseph. Thank you very much. All right. You're very welcome. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us here on The Garden Show. We have to take a little bit of a break, but we'll come back and have a chat with some other callers here. who are lining up here to talk to Charlie Dobbin on The Garden Show.
0: (laughs) Change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, he let's uh, let us
2: go international. What's it? again? Ooh, I right. we're just... uh, off we go to say hi to Joe in West Seneca, New York. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Well, here's my problem. I got the Zalovera. Mm-hmm. It grows beautiful mm-hmm.
5: after a certain length. It gets a bend and it sags.
1: Mm, I know no that. matter
5: what, I keep on turning it. Gets enough sun. I says, what the hell?
1: <laughs> you know what? It's a that's a really good point. Some aloe vera's are so sturdy and they stand up so perfectly. So yes, yeah, so staking, uh, even just something simple, a couple of chopsticks, like three chopsticks, uh, into the soil. Obviously, just stabilizing the plant so that you don't want them sticking way up tall above the plant, you can stick depending on the size of your pot, even break them in half. But the idea is just to create that stability So that, and do continue that turning that you're doing um, so that you're trying to have even growth from all sides. And be very careful with your watering. How often do you water?
5: When it gets a little dry.
1: Okay, let it get really dry. So feel the leaves. As long as the leaves on your aloe vera are firm, do not water. Uh, So it might be a month, it might be two months, however long it might be. Wait until the leaves start to feel a little bit soft. They might even get a little bit of wrinkles happening. That's when you water. So, oh. so because that a lot of that growth, that sort of falling over growth, is very. It's because of soft, fast growth, and we don't want soft growth. We want mm-hmm. our aloe vera to grow very slowly and very. Um, you'll just find they'll be that much more stable um, because that slow growth is much sort of thicker, if you will. So, you know, it's more resistant to being full of water and falling over. Okay. Boy, oh, boy!
5: <laughs> I'm telling you, that's really a mar- remarkable. I'd never. I never seen that in anything. Yeah. read about it or nothing. Nobody ever mentioned that.
1: Well, there you go. Well, there you go. That's why you oh, called the Garden Show. Thank
2: you. I was going crazy with this thing. I said, what the hell am I doing wrong? <laughs> so that little trip to Canada paid off, you know? <laughs> yes, it did. Thank, thank you, you very much. All right, Joe. You're very welcome. <laughs> thank you for joining us here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Great guy. Hey, great I, love guy. I love it. I love him. All righty. Gloria in Toronto. Good morning. <laughs>
4: Good morning. I'm so happy that I
1: got you before you have to go. Oh, thanks for calling.
4: (laughs) Yes, I have a flowering crab apple. It's extremely old. It's about Mm. 70 years old. Wow. Yeah, and um, my arbors had to come and take out a lot of dead branches. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll be very lucky if it flowers, if it has leaves in the spring. Mm. So I said, do not cut it down. Leave Mm. it as an armature. I would like to grow some um, plant Mm. on it that will just Mm. Climb up, and mm. I don't want to use a trumpet plant, though. I, I was just going to say, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have so, you got any perfect. For what a I trumpet could grow probably. on
4: this lovely uh, flowering crab apple tree that is now an armature.
1: Okay, so give me an idea how much sun w- would be reaching.
4: It's, it's growing uh, and facing uh, the west. Okay. West, and on the other side is the south and the north.
1: And are there any trees or large, tall I buildings? I have a
4: huge. Um, Pine tree just a little south of it, maybe oh. um, the other side of my garden. It's about uh, twenty feet away.
1: Right, but if it's huge, it is casting a sh- quite a bit of shade o- around it's the crabapple.
4: Only for a short time. No, hours. it's got. A, a, there's no a shade on on the other side. It gets a lot of sun. Okay, uh, even hmm. though that big pine tree is there.
1: Yeah. I mean you you have many many options it kind of depends what first number one how patient you are as a gardener because clematis comes to mind pro- yeah, properly thought pronounced of that. clematis the the trick with clematis or clematis is that it is a little bit slow to get going so I'd e-
4: like something to uh, grow just a little faster I can I can add that to the uh, you know Mm-hmm. Um, maybe on the other
1: side. And the nice thing about clematis is that it is self-clinging, so it will just hold on and you don't need to do a lot of... I know, I, so, I
4: have a lot of yeah. clematis oh, in do. my garden. Okay,
1: so yeah. so you know how they can be a little slow to get started. Yeah. You know what I love and would probably do quite beautifully there is um, climbing hydrangea. Climbing. So hydrangea are the white flowers, yeah. and climbing hydrangea, of course, have white flowers. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, it will climb up. And you'll, you will have to do some shaping and pruning and, and just directing. Any vine needs to be told where to grow. Um, yeah. You know, you remember, you are the master. You, you tell this plant or you prune or tie mm-hmm. or do whatever you need to do to keep mm-hmm. things growing where you want them. But yeah. I just find climbing hydrangea, it's a, it's a flat flower instead of the big round balls. It's yeah, a-
4: I've seen it in other people's gardens. Is there any other... Plant that I've never heard of—something unusual that might grow fast and uh, you know,
1: beautiful. Well, in the short term, there's some good annual vines. I mean, something mm-hmm. as simple as sweet peas or nasturtium will climb as an annual flower and grow very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, let me think about it. I'd have to. Um, f- my brain isn't flipping into the vine part of mm-hmm. the the filing cabinet on vines in my brain. Um, what else is uh, is a nice vine? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, so, uh, scarlet runner beans, they're pretty fun. Again, they'll grow really quickly as an annual plant. Mm-hmm. Um, climbing rows, except you'll have to maintain it. And, you oh, know, I
4: couldn't do that. Yeah, I'm 75. Yeah, it's yeah. too much work.
1: Uh-huh. Um, all right, so that I, I'd probably go with something like, yeah, one of the annuals to start. And meanwhile, next week, I'll see if I can come up with anything more okay, scintillating.
4: I'll, I'll li- I listen to your show all the time. It's wonderful. Great information.
1: Thanks, Gloria. So, all right. Uh, yeah, mention it next uh, yeah. week if you, if you if remember. If I come up with anything more exciting. Okay. Thank we, you. We unfortunately have to scoot. We're a little we late do. here, just about. Well, we've got mere seconds, so mere seconds. you're back later. And yes, I'm, and then
2: tomorrow night. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, officially.
1: Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Officially the host of Big Band Sunday Night announced last Wednesday. That's the best. So I'm I'm just thrilled. You're I'm the thrilled. best.
1: Uh, The station is lucky to have you, Franklin Proctor. Bless your heart. Thank you very much, everybody. Great questions from all over the world. And thanks, Sebastian. Couldn't do it without you. See you again next week.
0: This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.